Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. I canceled this interview um, a few days ago because I was feeling not so good. And today I'm on the tail end of that. And I'm really, really excited. When I looked at my calendar and I was like, oh, who do I need to cancel? And I saw it was you. I was like, damn, I really want to have this conversation. <laughs> but I can wait. <laughs> we can adapt. <laughs> so I still feel that way. I feel like it's an honor to have this conversation. You don't know. Um, gosh, I must have found your story through like an abortion hashtag or something. But then I found your page. And since then, I've recommended your work to like multiple people. Like oh. today, I recommended it to someone. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you're oh so nice. Page. <laughs> That is so nice. You. <laughs> no, I really admire your work, and I um, and obviously we're here to talk about abortion, and I'm grateful for the way you've spoken out about it. So today's guest is Jenna Jacobs. Um, I like my guests to introduce themselves in whatever way feels good to you today, like right now in this moment. You can tell us who you are, what you do, or you can tell us your age and your abortion story, like anything you want. How do you want to say hello to start? Okay. I love that. Um, yeah. So I'm Jenna and, um, I identify as an intuitive movement coach, um, which is just a fancy, maybe new age way of saying, I love helping people and supporting people on their body journeys, whatever that means, helping them feel more comfortable, capable, strong, resilient, um, however they want really. Um, in their body and um what else yeah i had um an abortion of, about five weeks ago and i decided to publicly share about it mostly because my page and what i talk about all day long with people is adapting their lives to whatever is going on in their body <laughs> whether it's convenient or not <laughs> and when i was going through it oh my gosh like we can get into it or whatever, like my body went through so many physical changes. Um, and I went through so many emotions. And I think my spirit so much about me went through so much. And I was like, wait, like, I follow so many women that share about their pregnancy, or really deep things that happen with their bodies. What's my hang up around this? And then I did a lot deeper diving into it really sat with it. And then ultimately was like, No, this is a normal, common, normal and common experience. And that is like why I'm here, why I even have a public presence online. So I'm going to share about it. So anyway, Amazing. that's who I am today. <laughs> but <laughs> that, I just, I sort of like, I shared about it for like a day or two and then I moved on because then, I, you know, like it wasn't. And that's it part of the story. <laughs> right. Exactly. And now I'm like, okay, let's figure out how we can feel our glute in this hinge, you know, like <laughs> let's get back to where I am now, you know, but that was kind of how I got here. And, and I, like, when I saw your page, I was just so like, my jaw fell on the floor. Cause I was like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. Okay. We have this Instagram world and there's 
amazing people have all kinds of pages dedicated to all kinds of things. I've never come across a page dedicated to this, to abortion. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw yours, I was like, wow, oh boy, so many women and people who have abortions need this. So thank you for your online presence. <laughs> Yay, I'm so glad we connected. Um, I don't know what your um, story will look like moving forward, but I think you're a great example of like, it can be, this is what I thought about a lot and I did the work and I really looked into it. And now I'm thinking about whatever you said, glutes and hinges again. (laughs) (laughs) Or it can be something people really process for a long time. Um, I went out out to drinks with a, a friend last night and she's a therapist and a nurse or actually I don't even know. She's some kind of therapist. And she, and we were just noting, she works with people in addiction and recovery. And we were just noting that like people who come to addiction and recovery, people who really struggle after abortion, it's almost never about that thing. Right. And for like, it's something else that the abortion triggers, right. It's something else that gets stirred up. And for you, it's a good example of like, maybe things will change for you down the line because it's always changing. But right now your abortion didn't stir anything up except like, whoa, that was maybe, I'm just putting words in your mouth, but maybe a little whiplash, like what just happened and how do I adapt movement wise, emotional wise, all that, but I can move on and not think about it all day, every day. Yeah. Um, and as you were talking, I was like, okay, I was like, things did get stirred up. But I would say in my experience, um, a lot of my stuff, and we'll put it in quotes, was stirred up while I was actually pregnant for mm-hmm. about um, seven weeks and six days. <laughs> but who, <laughs> about. <laughs> about. <laughs> um, that's when I was in like, oh. I would say for me, some real darkness. Some real darkness. Like the kind of darkness where you – call your mom every single day crying and are just and just not okay right and then since I've had it actually in my case and this doesn't mean actually that I'm in quote happy that I had it or glad I had it or anything I can come back to like in quote how I feel about it at all but in my case like I was like really like down for a variety of reasons when I was going through the actual pregnant part and then um afterwards I got this like I'm still I'm still processing and figuring out what exactly is going on but I guess the best way to explain it is like if before I was playing small in my life and my business with myself and like letting imposter syndrome kind of like like hold me and thinking nothing I have to say or offer is good enough like truly like post-abortion this sounds crazy like like something else is like, no, everything I'm doing all day long is good enough to share. What? Like, let me put it out there. Almost like, and not even in this like manic, like bad way in like this, oh, I really want to be out here sharing, connecting with people. I've been hiding this, you know, I've been thinking it's not good enough. And like, so I, I've had this big energizing, like um, momentum, like since, but my stuff was really up. And I find that happens a lot. I'm sure we can relate to it. We go through a dark time. We're really down. And then when sometimes when you get through it or get to the other side, you get really energized about things in ways that you were like, didn't even know you were capable of. So that's sort of like my background of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Yeah, I love when we can look back and notice just 
this is a complete simplification, but notice like before my abortion, I was playing small or even before that pregnancy, I was playing small after that pregnancy, after that abortion, I started playing whatever. And I don't share video, but like big <laughs> quotes, right? Or, or like, or not, not holding back. Yeah. Like yeah. something is different. I'm not like yeah. before I was like, no, everything I share needs to be perfect. Whatever that means. Yeah. Or, or yeah. just like so new, no one's ever heard it before. Now I'm like, wait a second. Why was I holding back and hiding? Yeah. And something has like shifted for me, huh. like in a big way. So because you're just, yeah. I think you said you're noticing it as we were talking, but you may yeah. not have an end to this sentence, but if you if you did, what does the end of I'm not holding back now because sound like? Yeah, I, oh, that's so good. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, though I have a few different, my brain goes in a few different directions with that. A, because I can do really hard things. Yes. Like, <laughs> I have, like, I can do really hard things. Like, holy moly, like, yeah. I can do really hard things. B, uh, I've already shared something insanely vulnerable and like true to myself. And like what I talk about a lot is like feeling your, pel- like connecting to your pelvic floor and fixing your breathing. And part of the reason I was holding back is because I'm like, well, what if it doesn't fit into that person's experience? Or what if this trainer who's smarter and knows more than me has a problem with the way I explain to someone how they connect to their pelvic floor? And I'm like, wait a second. Like if I can share about abortion online and I did not have one negative comment, I can explain to how to breathe and and feel your pelvic floor. Like, you know, it, it sort of put everything in perspective for me. So I'm like, so I'm not holding back anymore. You know, like I have no reason to hold back here. And um, the third place that my brain goes when I hear that is I don't want people to feel alone. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that we all yeah. have our different gifts. We all have our different gifts and I'm well aware of what the areas I'm not gifted in, mm-hmm. but I actually am very comfortable talking and sharing and being open about things that a lot of people aren't. It's one of my gifts that I don't like yeah. focus on enough. And so I'm like, I'm not going to hold it back anymore. You know, I don't need to keep thinking about all the things I don't have and the things that I'm not. One thing I have is that I can talk <laughs> and I can share. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm going to do it. So anyway, I, I hope that, that wasn't too long of an answer. No, wasn't too long of an answer, but nothing's too yeah. long of an answer. Um, I've been talking about this pretty much since I had my abortion. Although the first two years were kind of like processing, and am I going to talk out loud about abortion, or is this just a thing I went through? Um, but every single time I write something, I'm like, oh, that's how I feel. And something you just said reminded me. A couple days ago, I wrote like, um, whether you've had abortions or not, you want to be listening to the podcast because if you can learn about life through abortion, you're prepared for anything. And when you said, um, when you just described your because, right, I'm not holding back now because it's like that, wait a second, if I can do this, maybe it was where you're like, if I can talk about abortion, I can talk about the pelvic floor. <laughs> Yeah, is this? It's just this such a raw, real, vulnerable thing that like you can't. Nope, I take that back. I was gonna say you can't help but walk away with a new kind of power, but lots of people do. Lots of people don't walk away with that new kind of power. But if you're willing to look at it, feel it, move through it, understand it, be curious about it, um, 
there's a pretty good chance you're going to come out the other side and be like, holy shit, who am I? <laughs> What's possible? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I, I love how you emphasize, and I, I've seen it in some of your posts and some of your content and just even in this conversation, I love how you emphasize and are so open about the fact that this stuff is constantly changing, how we feel about this experience and the parts of ourselves that are, are activated or not are ever evolving and ever changing. So like, um, I just love that you give so much permission for that because it's like, I don't feel one specific type of way. Like I have a part of me that, um, when I initially found out, um, initially was like, this is, I don't want to get rid of this. I want to keep it. And I was, I was somebody that was like, if I ever had to, I would have an abortion, no problem. And then I was shocked to have, that feeling of I'm not going to get rid of this. And then I was like, Oh, I've been judgmental of other women who end up in tough situations, uh, having a baby and I've been judgmental of them. And I'm like, Oh, these primal instincts. Right. And I was sad and I was crying. And then I went through a phase of like, Oh, I was really sick. I've never been so sick in my life. Like the way I would describe it is like, for me, it was being pregnant. I was more sick than the flu COVID and strep throat. Like I can think back to being sick those three times. This was worse. Okay, like I don't have to go into the details, but I was really sick. So when I think of that, I was like, oh my God, you know, I, I can't live my life. I can't work. I can't, you know, so I really, really felt like I needed to have it. That's not why, but there was a lot of other factors. But anyway, so like there's that's never a why. One, right. <laughs> and now since I've had it, like at first I was like, I'm so relieved not to be nauseous, but I'm a few weeks out. And every now and again, I get a twinge or a voice of, Oh, I, I feel like I know it was a girl. Like, and I know what she maybe would have been like, I just have these like kind of intuitive hits and, and I'm like, Oh, you know, and I'm like, wow, I'm shocked that I'm feeling that. Um, but I'm also, like I said, like I just described to you have this whole new energy approach that I've never felt in being, I've been in my own business for over three years. I've never had the inertia I have right now. And like, I do attribute it you going through this so anyway yeah I'm kind of jumping around but I'm just sort of giving that like example of like wow you can feel so many different types of ways about the same thing and I just love how much permission you give to people for that so that's it right there you can feel so many different ways about the same thing and I think what so many people do is they have that moment where they wonder or they feel like oh my gosh it was a girl I named my baby by the way (laughs) you're (laughs) something some people do and it feels good other people are like uh no it was a ball of cells like I don't know what gender it was it really doesn't matter but so many people have that moment where they wonder or they connect to gender energy and then they think oh no I did the wrong thing or like if I'm wondering that means and it doesn't mean anything just means you're a human who wonders right it means you had a moment of some kind of connection. It doesn't mean anything. And when you let yourself wonder like that and then just let it move through, it's okay. Like I'm, I actually have an empty house right now. I have three kids. Two right now are in Colorado and one's in New York. I live in Massachusetts. I'm like, and oh, I've been I'm talking- from Massachusetts too. <laughs> I love it. Um, we'll have to connect on that later. I, um, I, have been having moments where I miss them. That doesn't mean they should be here. It just means I miss them and that's okay. It doesn't mean I shouldn't have let them go. 
And I know my listeners are like, but that's different. They're just in another state. But we don't know that. I actually don't know that any three of them are coming back home. We just don't know. And it's okay to have all the feels. And like dancing in my house, happy that I'm alone. And I miss them. It's okay. Like I felt so much relief when I had my abortion and I was grieving. It's okay. All of it. All of it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's true. It's true. I have a question that popped up earlier and then I was not going to ask it. And now I'm going to circle back to it. Okay. Was there a point where, oh, I have two questions. I'll ask the other one first. One was, did you share that you were pregnant before you shared that? Like, did anyone know you were pregnant in the first place? Online? No. So you no. were still working. No, I you were still doing your work, kind of managing oh, yeah. the symptoms without talking about them. Yes, I was. Oof. So I was hiding it. Like, I mean, okay, I would say that I didn't have the most, I wasn't the most active. Like, I've shared more on social media in the oh, last two weeks gotcha. than I did, so than I did this, in the last like, six months. So I wasn't super active on there. I, you know, because my, my schedule with one-on-one clients is really, really packed. So I'm training clients all day. It just felt energetically, like I don't rely on Instagram for my, my income right now. So it felt energetically really hard for me to be creating so much content. And I was just like, right. I can't have the energy. So I would share, but it would be once every two weeks or I'd share stuff on my stories, but I, I totally like hit it. And I, I really didn't think I had any intention of sharing what sparked it initially. Um, I started to contemplate it when I was really sick and I couldn't do my usual movement routine, which I'll, I get a lot of my self-worth from my movement. Like I, you know, I quit my corporate job when I was 25 and I do movement all day. Um, like it's a big part of my identity, like, right. Obviously I need to have an identity without it, but I'm not going to lie. You know? So when I couldn't like go and do my workout, cause I, I couldn't, like I could not, right. Then what I could do was certain positional breathing drills, I call them. And then I would have this urge to be like, Oh, not just for people that are morning sickness, but like people that have like, I don't know, people have all kinds of chronic debilitating illnesses where they can't get up and do a workout. Oh, I want to share this with them. That's where it initially came from. And then I was like, well, I could still share these online and just say I was sick for a few weeks. That's what I was initially going to do. Say I was sick for a few weeks, down for the count. This is what I did, was able to do. Hope this is helpful for someone. And then my thought process was, well, why am I going to hide that I was sick because I was pregnant? Like, what? why am I ashamed of that? And, and I will say too, I tested it out with people in life. In life, I said, you know, I'm thinking of sharing this online with the public. And interestingly, not one person in my life, not one person said that was a bad idea. Everyone was like, you should, except for my own mom. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, she wants to protect me, right? Yeah. And so then I, I already had the internal like urge. And then with that confirmation of no one even batted an eyelash, only my own mom who wants to protect me. Um, I was like, all right, I'm safe to do this. And then I really feel like it was the right decision. So, yeah. Now I took more notes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. And I'm really curious what your second question was too. I do still have my second question and I took more notes. Okay. Wait, I got, I gotta, I'm going to, I'm going to decide my order here. I just want to throw this out there. We don't even need to talk about it, but what I heard when you were sharing is like, um, 
from my spiritual perspective, energetic perspective, like the womb is very like creative space, right? It's like the fertile ground for creativity. And I'll, I could just, I don't know, the words, the two words I wrote down were like, this unlocked your creativity. And so it's like, you're not sharing online to get clients. Like this piece of your creativity has been like unleashed. And this is an outlet to share that creativity. And that's just really cool that it wasn't just a pregnant, like a wanted pregnancy and a birthed baby that unlocked your creativity. Like you had a pregnancy that you decided not to keep and it unlocked this creativity in you that's like making a difference in the world. Like I said, I've like in two days, I've recommended your, I've sent your link to like three people in the last two days. So that's just super cool. That's, you put words to my experience. Yeah, that's a perfect way to say it. I hadn't even thought of it like that. And you also made me realize like, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'm hesitant to share because like, I haven't been able to expand my business in a way where I have room for more clients. So sometimes I'm like, right. oh, I don't want to share because if someone reaches out to me, I'm going to feel bad saying no or whatever. I will wait, whatever. But you're put, hitting the nail on the head. Like this was just creativity. And now I'm so excited to feel creative. And like, you know, this is another aspect of my story, but like, I'm not going to lie. I'm really grateful that I'm not obsessing over a man. Like I've spent a lot of my life obsessing over a man and I was in love with the person who like this incident occurred with and yeah. it's genuine, real, raw creativity, um, like flowing. That's like such a good way to say it. And I think yeah, I'm enjoying like, it being about that and not mm-hmm. about obsessing over and that. And I'll tell anyway. you, two of the people I shared it with was not like a personal recommendation. It was personal trainers. So you're saying like, I'm afraid more people will reach out to me. Um, but what I see is like you sharing that you actually are helping more people. Maybe you're not making more money because they're getting a different perspective. And But you are, your reach is bigger because more people are getting help from a trainer, whether it's you, the trainer who and a client who lives near you, <laughs> or do you work online at all? Most of my business is virtual, actually. Okay, yeah, so I would most... say like 95 is percent Okay, virtual. but you have yeah. a full, mostly full clientele. And so it's so cool that you sharing that creativity is actually going to help more people get the movement that they desire. Yes, I love that. Oh, yeah, you're putting so many great words to like what my real-time experience. <laughs> so like, yeah, like and- why would I come to a podcast with questions when all this good stuff can come up? <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if I expand my reach, it's not a bad thing. Like someday I'm going to create something for many, many people and I want to be in touch with these people. So stop hiding, you know? So yeah. Anyway, yeah. thank you. Well, I think your someday could be a lot sooner than you think it could, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, I, I thought it was just interesting how you said like a lot of your self-worth was through your movement routine and, and, when your movement routine was challenged, it seems to me like very quickly you moved to a new way to access that self-worth. Like what allowed you to do that? (laughs) Because a lot of people would just panic and freak out and realize without movement, they're nothing. And I mean, it makes sense knowing your work because intuitive movement like you're just gonna follow your intuition to the next thing but I want to hear your words okay so I will say like it wasn't easy like 
I will say that like, you know, you don't come to being intuitive movement person or intuitive eating or any of these anti-diet, anti-whatever. You don't get to that without first a lot of suffering. So my history, my past was more in that exercise obsession, yeah. addiction type of right. thing in, when I was younger. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to come. It's not the same as being an alcoholic or a drug addict. It's not the same. But when you're an alcoholic, right, you're, you're aware of your triggers and you're aware of things that can come up that can kind of trigger that. And you know that this is a lifelong thing that you work with and your relationship is going to change. So like, I'm in a totally different space now or when, when this pregnancy, unexpected, unexpected, um, pregnancy thing occurred, like I was in a totally different place with myself and with my movement and my exercise, but that doesn't mean that it was like that I've totally healed. Right. What, a, what the heck does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you're right. I, I, with that disclaimer, I will say like, I did, I'm like, wow, like it's nice to reflect, like kind of feel proud or like calmed. It makes me feel calm to say that I did get to a place of like connecting to my self-worth independent of my movement routine. Um, the, like it wasn't easy. Like I did a lot of like, this sounds weird, like laying on the ground, putting my hands on my body and like mantras, like mm-hmm. just saying like, I am worthy. I am whole, like just mm. kind words yeah. to myself. And just thinking like about like my personality and who I am. And, and one big thing for me is um, I feel really lucky. Like I have incredible support systems and incredible friends in my life who like really like checked on me, like, and tell when someone's checking on you because they feel like obligated. Mm. You can tell when someone's checking on you because they like really care. And they're like, Oh my God, I feel bad that you're going through this. And I really care. And I felt like a genuine care from my friends and like, me and my mom for sure. And it, and it, it helps. Like it definitely helped. I had someone I could call when I was like in the, in the mud per se. Um, and I just really got in tune with like the other parts of myself and my nature. And it's just like, yeah, I express a lot of my emotions, my feelings, whatever through movement. And that's a big part of who I am, but without it, I'm still me a hundred percent. You know, it was a lot of mindset stuff, a lot of meditating, a lot of listening to music, um, (laughs) and just getting through it you know, like just getting through it. I I don't know if that's the best answer, but that when I reflect, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's kind of how I did it. And the other piece I will say, the other way I get myself worth, right, is through working and through working with clients. And I was so sick that I either had to cancel some sessions with people or I was like, you know, training them, but like dry heaving, like luckily on Zoom, I can kind of like, you know, like Zoom, like, oh, fix your pelvis, whatever. And then I, you know, like on the side, And so like, I was just feeling like, I can't even, you know, train people the way I want, whatever that stirred up all my stuff. But then I had to go into like, I, my soul, my being is what it is without working. I'm still valuable, even if I'm not producing, right. I had to go in and like do all that stuff. Um, it wasn't fun. Yeah. (laughs) The word I keep hearing is expanded. Like you just keep expanding, you know, when you move to like from fitness to intuitive, movement you expanded right you worked through a lot of shit that had you show up like back to the beginning of the conversation show up bigger more like less holding back um more of who you are and like you just keep you've taken this as an opportunity to keep expanding that's just so cool okay the question that I was gonna ask um now I want to ask it again 
Um, how do you tell the difference between feeling like you have to share as an obligation, like I owe it to my clients who've had pregnancies or abortions or pregnancy losses and purpose? And in reflection, can you feel into that moment where it was like, I should share this versus like, I want to share this? Okay. I love that question. Um, and I, and I thought about that question a ton over the last three and a half years of being on Instagram. Um, have you heard of human design? Yeah. Okay. So I like, am, I'm pretty, I'm into human design as a tool. I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, I do, you know, it's not my full-time gig. Right. But human design was one of the first things yeah. I found that really helped me actually give feel help me feel comfortable to start my own business. Like I'm a manifester. I'm here to initiate, start things and do things my own way. So to help answer that question is like manifest as manifestors, we get urges. We get urges that we just cannot logically explain. (laughs) And so for me, um, I had this, like when I have like a consistent urge day after day to be talking about or sharing something, and I can't really explain why necessarily. It just is like this, it's this physical, visceral, like, oh, I just really want to say this. You know, I, I as other man of it, like, it's just, I can't even put words to it. It's just been like really, mm-hmm. and for me, it has to be consistent. Like in the sense of, I have to still be feeling it like three or four days, like after the fact, then I know I'm safe to share this. Yeah. Or this is, this is my purpose. Uh-huh. This is this is coming from this like authentic sort of not like, I know you seem like pretty open to the woo woo, but it's like, this is my higher purpose here. I need to share this. Right. As opposed to, um, if something isn't, isn't that, then I, then I, then it's just, it's like an obligation or it's just coming from somebody else or it's cause I feel like I have to, if I don't have this like almost full body, like urge, like I need to get it done. I don't want to be interrupted until it's done. Like if, if I don't have that, then I know I probably don't need to share it. Yeah. If I feel like I need to get on my phone and I need to write this and I need to share <laughs> it right now and I do not want to be interrupted, if that is my energy around it, then I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much of what you're saying is just, I know myself. I just know myself, whether it's through human design or anything else. Like I know myself and I know, I know that point because I've, I've paid attention to it in other places. And I think that's the invitation abortion gives so many people is to like get to know yourself get to trust yourself, get to um, respect yourself, have compassion for yourself. And so I do think many people who move through it in a way that's like, doesn't mean it's easy or awesome, but in a way that's like manageable and meaningful, um, do know themselves. They're not like learning that lesson through the abortion. But I think abortion is an opportunity for us. It's like an invitation. Like, hey, this is hard for you because maybe there's some self-trust issue. Maybe there's some self-compassion issue. Maybe there's some self-love issue. And we don't have to, like, if we can go look at those things and build those, it turns into, was it you I asked the question to? Yeah, I'm not holding back now because it turns into, like, um, I started having self-compassion for myself because of this abortion experience. I learned to trust myself because of this abortion experience. So yeah, I just heard you say like, I know myself and that gave me the wisdom to 
tell between obligation and purpose. And then the other thing I heard is like, for other people who have those urges, the difference to me is like, I can honor the urge, which for Jenna is like, see if it keeps coming, notice how intense it is, versus I can react to the urge. And that's the difference between like, I'm going to react and just shove my face with this piece of chocolate cake or not get out of bed all day or whatever the thing is, or watch TV for 10 hours, all of which I've done. So this is not a judgment thing. (laughs) Um, I'm going to react to that urge or I'm going to listen to it. And then there's no right or wrong answer. I always use the chocolate cake example because I'm like, sometimes you're supposed to eat the chocolate cake. And sometimes you're not. The point is that you're listening to yourself and you know you're like honoring the urge, not just reacting to it or like fighting against it. Yeah, exactly. And being kind of in observation mode. Like I started having the urge when I was still really sick, but I was like, I'm not going to share something from when I'm still feeling terrible. Like what if, my, you know, things are off right now? I'm going to wait in a few days. I'm going to, you know, I really mm-hmm. sat with it. And then it was like, okay, like, this is not coming from a place of like, I'm, I don't have enough support internally. So I need to share it to get validation from other people or right. try to fulfill a need that that isn't being met. No, this is really coming from a place of like, oh, I, I, I want to share this because I want to connect with other humans that would benefit from this message. And like, wow, my body has gone through a lot. And I'm here to talk about things, you know, like just back to my mission, like my purpose, my mission, you know? So like I was in observation mode. I kept saying, okay, it seems pretty kind of crazy and pretty scary to share this on social media. Let me just watch and see if that urge is still here tomorrow. Okay. Let's check in again tomorrow. You know, like when I first got the urge, I was like, that's insane. You can't do that. (laughs) One of the differences between Jenna is, and I is I, um, I, part of my processing is sharing. Like I can't get to the next layer of the processing until I share. And so I have to be okay with sharing the messy part. And so I, I, in, to some degree, I'll wait and not act on every urge, but I know myself well enough to know, like, if I don't get this out there, I'm not going to get to the next step. And so we all just have this different way again, it's just about knowing ourselves in our process. And that takes like time and curiosity and care and mistakes and, (laughs) and mess. For sure. Yeah. Is there anything you haven't said about your story or that you feel like someone needs to hear that you want to make sure we, because I feel like this has been an amazing conversation. I don't have anything else screaming at me. But is there anything left that you feel like wants to be addressed by us in this platform? Well, first of all, thank you so much. This was like incredible, um, cathartic, and you're amazing. And I'm so grateful that you have your page and your podcast. Um, But I would just say like just reiterating, um, I just keep coming back to, okay, a couple of things. And they're just kind of overarching main points is like, okay, I've been... I was shocked and continually like, wow, this is so common. And whatever the circumstance of how you got pregnant, it like, it is so common and it is no one's fault. Like there is no need for self blame. Like 
holy moly, like holy moly, it is so common. I, I, I have, I cannot tell you how many people in my life that I didn't know how to board, how, you know, like how many people, like it is so common. So I just want to emphasize that because. And not just one is so common, multiple are so Multiple, common. like, yeah. and it's, it's okay. You know, it's mm-hmm. just that our, our society has such a stigma. And then the other thing is just that, like, I love how you emphasize this, that how you feel about it will continually change and how you feel it in one moment could be conflicting and paradoxical and will continue to change. Yeah. And, you know, it, it might, it, it, I don't, from, in my experience, it was hard. Like being pregnant was really hard. And then having like, and whatever your situation is with the other person involved, like it's complicated. It's hard. Um, but like you've emphasized too, like you will learn a lot from it and you'll become more of who you are and who you're meant to be. And you'll become more in touch with yourself. And like in this moment, I'm like, wow, like, okay, I've grown a lot in the last three months because of it, you know? So anyway, (laughs) I guess those are just my last minute thoughts. Thank you so, so much. So I keep recommending your Instagram. Thank you. (laughs) Continues to be like this creative gold mine or not doesn't even matter. But what (laughs) is it for people who want to find it? Uh, It's so it's at and then it's Jenna Jacobs movement, but my name has an H at the end. So it's J E N N A H J A C O B S movement. It's a little bit long. It is what it perfect. is. I didn't want to use exercise. I wanted movement. And then your name, you know, like that's how I got there. So it's anyway, great. It is what it, it is. I it love is. it. <laughs> um, there's not, I, I used to be this person, so I get it. But there's not a lot more frustrating than when you're trying to find someone, you know, their name, but you don't know the creative thing that they thought of, like, sun ray movement and you're like uh, just tell me your name right like what's your name yeah that was great advice I got from a coach early on was like because my my initial one was like what moves you or something she's like get rid of that put your name and I in my head I had but I don't want it to be about me I like know. put your name put your name best advice ever so <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why <laughs> perfect Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for having an me. an honor to awesome. add this episode. Until next week. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.